Hey, good afternoon. It is Tuesday. Time for our weekly Mizzou Tiger recruiting show. That is Sean Williams on one side of your screen, Gabe DeArmond on the other side of your screen. We're going to talk, I mean, if we're being honest, I don't really know what we're going to talk about. So if you're watching and you have comments and questions, please throw them in there. Give us some things to talk about. If they're related to Mizzou recruiting, that's cool. If they're just like... Do you want to tell us what you had for lunch? You know, where you're hanging out on Tuesday night? That's fine. You can do that too. Um, comments, questions, put them in there. We'll certainly get to them. Um, we'll, we'll make up some things to chat about because, believe it or not, after Saturday, um, the Mizzou football program is still continuing to operate and they're going to still do things, even though um, they lost on Saturday. 40 to either 6 or 12, depending on how you view the final uh, 15 seconds of the game. But before we get to that, do want to make sure to draw your attention to the banner that's going to run across the page throughout or across the bottom of the screen throughout this show. And also the logo in the upper left-hand corner. That is James Carlton State Farm in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, you should make James your insurance agent if you are in the state of Missouri or the state of Illinois. His team is licensed in both places. They can take care of you. Uh, homeowners insurance, they have a lot of special uh, programs they're doing with teen drivers. Uh, so any insurance needs you might have, you get in touch with James at 314-961-4800 or at carltoninsurance.net on the internet. And uh, he's also, if you call him or reach out to him and mention Power mm -hmm. Mizzou, tell him this is where you heard about him. He's going to donate $20 uh, in your honor or something like that to Advancing Missouri Athletes, Mizzou's Name, Image, and Likeness Collective, otherwise known as the Currency of Recruiting in 2022. <laughs> uh, so if your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm and uh, send some of that money to college football players. That's the way it works these days. Sean, what's up, man? How you doing? Not much. I know we were talking about the uh, drink presser a little bit before we got on there. Did anybody ask him about the Nebraska job? Because uh, apparently everybody else is being asked about the Nebraska job right now. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's really on the radar at this point in time. Sure. At, okay. Um, you know, eleven and thirteen, and uh, <laughs> and all that. But uh, hey, you never know. And uh, Zach brings up a good point. If if James Carlton had mental distress <laughs> insurance, he would make a ton of money off of Mizzou fans. It has been it's been a difficult seventy two hours for Missouri fans, Sean. I I, I don't know if you've sensed um, in our uh, lair of the losers on the internet that um everybody <laughs> seems to be a little bit down this week is that what we're going to start calling it <laughs> I, I might get it renamed actually yeah. okay um yeah a lot of reason to be down um man that was kind of a complete no-show for missouri uh saturday yep. so um not a lot to be um uh, excited about and um yeah kind of interesting i mean obviously you get a comeback game uh this weekend but you know, man, a uh, lot to work, lot to work on uh, when you play yeah. some solid competition going forward. Plenty so. to improve, um, but th like the weekend started out well. We went up, uh, went up yeah. to Raytown High School. Uh, Logan Reichert committed to Missouri. Um, I think there were still a few people that you know weren't a hundred percent sure where he was going uh, we did our best to educate everybody but there still i think were a few people who thought it might go a different direction but um i actually the the thing that i was most surprised by when i asked him 
you know, when he actually told the coaches was that he admitted he told the coaches back in June. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know if he would say that out loud. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I guess it didn't matter at that point. I mean, he already committed. Right. So, but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting, you know, I mean, and, you know, obviously we, we've been talking for quite a while that we expected to be Missouri. We're pretty confident for a long time. I mean, Hey, I put in a future cast back in November, by the way. So there you go. There so, you go. uh, yeah, I mean, he's just been there too many, you know, he's just been there so much and, um, you know, unofficially for games and officially during that, he took his last official visit there. So uh, the the match just kind of added up there. And obviously he's got family ties to the school as well. Uh, but yeah, that was an interesting note. He's like, yeah, I, I committed on my last day, my official. Yeah. Well, and, so. and I was talking to his dad when we were up there before the show started. and uh, and And I said, you know, like, I hope he doesn't surprise us because I'm going to have a whole bunch of people really mad at me if I came to live streaming committed to Oregon. And he didn't tell me where he was going, but uh, he laughed and uh, and I figured it was it was probably pretty good news. And Gerard Hamilton actually talked to Logan and his parents and he's going to have a little bit longer story uh, on Logan on the site tomorrow. The gist of it being that um, initially Logan didn't really want to play football. I think. uh if you grow up to be six, seven, three, sixty-ish, I, I think uh, football is generally going to be encouraged for you. I'd definitely give it a go if I was that size. I mean, it's either that, it's either that or wrestling, man. You know. I mean, I mean, I mean left, left tackles get paid pretty well. Yeah, yeah, you know, or you can just, you know, you can if you got a big personality, uh, if you're that big, you can you make some money in wrestling too. You know, if you go WWE style, so. There you go. I, I like it. Uh, I, like last thing on him, and and I don't know if you know this or not, but I had asked him, and you know, he said, "Look, I think I can play left tackle, but we haven't really had that conversation yet." I mean, you've seen him a little bit, you know, a lot more about recruits across the country and and how these guys fit in and all that. It, at, at that size, he seems like a tackle to me, but that, is that what you would think? I would think so, but you just never know, you know, when they get to the college level. I mean, they, they may just be, like, more naturally um, gifted on the inside. You know, I, it's really just going to depend on his footwork and how, you know. People, people say that about me. I'm, I'm more naturally gifted on the inside. You know? <laughs> not, not so much on the outside, but. <laughs> it's all about the inside, man. Yeah. It's what matters, but yeah, I, I think he can. I think he can do it. Just to, you know, and I, look, I just watched him at a rivals camp last year. So, um, but he 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 did, he fared very well, and I mean, he's he's got long arms and uh, he's got length, and he's he's very you know quick laterally moving. So he's got good footwork. So I think I think it's definitely a possibility he could play the tackle position, and you know we'll we'll see. I mean, if not, I mean, he's I think he can automatically slide into guard, no problem, and just be a dominant player. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting to kind of see once he gets to campus and, and where he kind of fits in and where they put him every day. Well, and, and I posted about this on our message board yesterday. He is the fourth four-star or higher offensive lineman that Missouri has signed since, to, or will have signed since 2012. Um, Vanderbilt only has two. I think Arkansas has five. Ole Miss has six. And Pretty much everybody else in the SEC is at least 10, which basically means you need a four-star offensive lineman at least one every year if you want to compete in this league. And I remember saying back in 2012 when Missouri signed Evan Bain, that's great that you signed Evan Bain, but he can't be the exception. It has to be – this has to be a common thing. And 
Look, we saw it on Saturday, I think, and maybe Saturday's not the greatest example because I don't think Kansas State's defensive line is exactly full of four- and five-star kids. But the it's the one position where I think even as the recruiting has picked up, at least according to rankings, it really kind of hasn't picked up. Yeah, uh, I saw that. I saw that post on the board, and yeah, it's pretty pretty intriguing numbers just to make the comparison to every SEC team. You know, since Missouri's been in the SEC, and you know, yeah, one's great. Hopefully, you can get two a <laughs> two a right. two a class. Hey, Missouri's trying this this year. I mean, you know, they they were in on some on some dudes that were highly rated. They just you know they just couldn't land them. You know, they unfortunately they got Rikert, but uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, kind of shows you how tough it is to do, you know, to get offensive linemen, unless you're, you know, that goes back to winning. If you're a consistent winner, it's a little bit easier to do. Uh, but when you struggle with the win-loss column, it's it's a little bit harder to pull those uh, top-level offensive linemen into your class. Yeah, and and so Jim Bob kind of asks about that. I mean, you know, what does Mizzou need to do to bring more top-quality offensive line recruits? First of all, like you said, they need to win. That's just kind of across the board. Mm. But also – when there is a Miles McVeigh in the area, when there is a Caden Green in the state, those are the ones you need to get because you're probably not going to Atlanta and getting it, right? If if Logan right. Reichert is from Phoenix, Arizona, no, he's probably not coming to Missouri. You know, right. he's coming to Missouri because he's from Raytown and his family has ties and it's in the area. So when, when you get – and – look, they lost green to Oklahoma and he always kind of wanted to go there and all that, but that doesn't mean it's not a loss. I mean, it's a, it's a big loss. Miles McVay, if he turns into the player that, you know, rivals and some of these coaches think he is, it's a big loss. And it's a bigger loss. I think at offensive line, because there's not just like a logical replacement for those guys. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's why you, you, you get, like, those top-tier guys and you hope they stay healthy. And if they're staying healthy, they're going to be in there about every snap, you know. So mm -hmm. uh, that that's what makes it a little bit difficult, you know, to land those those guys. And you mentioned, you know, geography, too, playing a big factor, you know. Um, Missouri's not going to go to Atlanta. I mean, man, it's hard for them to recruit some guys in the southeast, you know. And, and they mm -hmm. did offer they, – they've got an offer out to a kid in Arizona – um, I don't think he's going to visit. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, they're they're offering more guys right now, and we're going to touch on that in a bit. But you know, they've offered a couple of JUCO guys. You know, so mm -hmm. uh, that's another route that they that they're going to go, and they've they went there before. So yeah, it's just really hard to get top notch level offensive linemen because mm -hmm. uh, you know it's you know like you said geographically, you want to hit on those kids that are in your area that have ties to your school. And, uh, you know, if you don't do that, then, you know, you're going to have to search under a bunch of rocks to, to grab some dudes. Yeah. Either that or do what Tom Osborne did in the 80s and 90s and just bring 20 of them in as walk-ons every year somehow, right? There um, you go. Yeah. <laughs> Broke Breakfast wants to know and kind of what you were talking about, do you think they'll recruit more linemen or go after fixes in the transfer portal? So here's, here's Missouri. Missouri's got 18 offensive linemen on scholarship. But Hiron White is not playing this year so far, um, and he's done after this year. I just can't see him, you know, applying for another year uh, coming off an injury. Zeke Powell, the starting right tackle, is done after this year. Javon Foster, the starting left tackle, he has another year if he wants it, but, you know, he might be an NFL guy. Connor Wood and Xavier Delgado both have another year if they want it, but this is their – 
you know, fifth year in college, I think. And, I, you know, Delgado just got hurt on Saturday. I mean, those guys could move on. The point is, Missouri could be looking at replacing four starters on the offensive line. Bobby Lawrence is a backup right now. He has another year. Would he take it? I don't know. Luke Griffin is probably sliding into that starting lineup next year. Uh, you know, you got uh, Bensi Polgar, the kid from Buffalo, who's ineligible this year. Maybe he steps in. EJ and Doma Ogar, the transfer from Oklahoma, which I think, honestly, it's a little bit concerning that he hasn't been able to see the field yet. You've got Mitchell mm -hmm. Walters, who right now is the sixth offensive lineman. Maybe he's a tackle next year. You've got Armand Mimbo. So uh, there's bodies, but it, right now there's not much in the way of, oh, yeah, we know that guy can step right in. So are we sitting here and – in saying, boy, they, they better go find three more transfers on the offensive line. And if if that's where we're at, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of pointing that direction, to be honest with you, because they, they offered uh, two from the JUCO ranks uh, in the past few days. So uh, yeah. JUCO is definitely a, definitely a, uh, a route they're going to go, and I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the transfer portal is another option too. So yeah. just try to grab some – plug and play guys that have experience and you know we'll, hopefully you hopefully you grab one those guys i mean here's the thing with the transfer portal as soon as an offensive lineman with <laughs> starting experience enters the portal <laughs> all the top teams are going to be looking at them so uh that's going to be hard to and, get too and i understand that you know offensive line is a position where look it's going to take a couple years i mean you're probably not coming in playing right tackle in the sec mm -hmm. as a true freshman i get that but by the same token, if they are going portal next year, to me, what does that mean for Drake Heismeyer and EJ Andoma Ogar and Mitchell Walters and Makai Lee? I, I mean, these are guys who, you know, aren't true freshmen. Those guys need to, to probably be playing next year. And if you're going out and getting another transfer from, you know, Montana State or, or whatever, um, I, I don't know. I I, I would hope – I think they're going to have to get one or two, but you would hope that some of these guys that maybe aren't playing quite as much are in position to help out next year. You yeah. know, and Armand Mimbo's the second-string right tackle. To me, I, I guess he's your right tackle next year probably. Right. I mean, yeah, you would hope that. I mean, that's why you brought him in. That's why you recruited him to, you know, eventually yeah. take over the reins. So uh, you hope you see that kind of rotation and you don't have to dip in the portal uh, that much. Uh, but we'll find out, you know, it, mm -hmm. right now, you know, like I said, Missouri struck out on their top guys. You know, they got Riker, uh, but they struck out on the other guys like Caden Green, Miles McVeigh, uh, Amir Herring. He's not, obviously, that was kind of a long was, shot. But. Joe, Joe Odding or Edding was yeah. another name. They offered him early. Right. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so you're going to start seeing, like I said, we've, we've got JUCOs and they got some other high school offers out there. I'm not sure where they stand with any of those guys right now. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But it looks like it's We're probably going to be JUCO. And, and, you know, maybe there's some kid that they film that they like, but maybe he's probably committed to, like, Tulane or something like that. You right. know, you, you know, it's it's those kids that they'll probably might go after and extend an offer too late in the season. So we'll see. Because we're not really right now in like a visit. I mean, we are in a visit period, but the first game was on a Thursday night. I don't see an 11 a.m. game against Abilene Christian being a time they're trying to bring many kids in, right? And and here's actually, this is kind of what I want to talk with you about. Um, 
So October 1st, they're home for Georgia. And ostensibly, that's a weekend you go, hey, we'd like to bring some kids in. Well, I think Missouri's got two problems with that. First of all, I don't know that you want to bring kids in in a game that you're, let's be honest, probably going to lose by four touchdowns. You know, I mean, and that's that says more about Georgia than it does about Missouri, because I think yeah. most people are going to lose by four touchdowns to Georgia. But the second thing, and we have talked all year long about how the first month of the season is so important for Missouri. If they're sitting one and three or two and two, I'm sorry, if they're sitting two and two and they've gotten beat by Auburn. Look, man, we're seeing it online all week this week. There's already people trying to check out. The rest of them are going to check out if they lose to Auburn. And so my point being, it's your biggest home game of the year, but you can't really bring kids in if you're worried that you're going to have 45,000 and 10,000 of them are going to be wearing red. You you can't bring kids to that stadium that way. Well, I mean, as of right now, there's going to be some pretty significant visitors there. Uh, are there? I know Ryan, I know Ryan Wingo said he's going to be there. And, and October okay. 1st, you know, that Georgia game is mm-hmm. – uh, I've heard a lot of kids say, hey, we're coming in for that game, you know. So I think that's like a game Missouri's kind of targeting. And here's the thing, too. You bring up a great point. You're playing Georgia. <laughs> uh, that's a tough task, man. Uh, you don't want to get beat by four touchdowns. But obviously, I think they know that, the, you know, I guess the atmosphere is going to be a little bit more, you know, there's going to be a lot more fans there. So it's be a little bit more fan right. there. But, yeah, but you also want to perform well on the field, too. And here, uh, another thing I want to bring up, too, I mean, like a lot of these kids are going to come in for, like, unofficials, obviously. And right. uh, a lot of coaches don't like to do official visits during the season. So, but still, they kind of, they kind of, they kind of, you know, target a couple of games during the year to bring in like top guys if right. you know if they got a big matchup so yeah it's uh the georgia it's going to be a double-edged sword because hey it's georgia going to be a lot of excitement around that game but at the same time you don't want to get beat very badly right well and here's what i've learned in 19 years of covering recruiting and and i've had coaches kind of tell me this is um you know there's there's really two ways to approach visits if you are nebraska if you are Ohio State and your best thing is the atmosphere on game day, right? Like we pack 100,000 people in here. If you're Texas A&M, mm-hmm. you want to bring kids on their official visits during the season so they can see that. Right. So they can walk into that stadium and go, holy cow, man, there's 80,000, there's 105,000 here, and this is nuts. If you are a program that doesn't do that, and let's be honest, Missouri doesn't do that, you bring your official visitors in after the season in those first couple weekends in December and you sell them on, look how much more individual attention you're getting. Right. And, and obviously if you're Missouri, you sell it as, Hey, we want to bring you in when we can actually spend time with you, not when we're busy preparing for a game. And right. that is part of it. But part of it again is you sell what you have to sell, which is why Nebraska and, and a lot of those places have, a lot of official visits during the season, whereas Missouri tends to try to get them done in the summer or hold them for, for December. Yeah. And I, you know, I'll kind of bring up just a little tidbit about talking to Ryan Wingo recently when I was at his game, you know, I was like, you know, Hey, when you going back to Missouri, he's like, yeah, I'm probably going to go for the Georgia game. He's like, Oh, wait, what do you want to check out? He's like, I want to see what Luther Burton does. Hey, another big selling point to your uh, top wide receiver target in the 2024 class. So, 
Uh, Ooh, uh, didn't look too good Saturday. the ball a little bit more, maybe? Yeah. I would probably scheme some ways to get him the ball uh, in the next few games. Just just a, just a an opinion. Just just a, yeah. If, if Eli's watching, Sean Williams says get Luther the ball more. Find me on that loser message board, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news here. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, you know, uh I, I don't know where else to go, really. It's it's a really weird, just kind of slow time where <clears throat> we're kind of waiting to see what the next domino is. I mean, we, we don't have to talk, like, all negatively. I mean, there's Marvin Burke seems to be trending in the right direction, yep. which we, we did talk about last week. But, you know, Clint Crossgrove, our Midwest analyst, put in a future cast, so there's some confidence there. Future casts are never wrong, by the way. Isn't that right? They're hundred percent. Mine are about eighty-one percent right now. <laughs> okay, I haven't checked mine, but I try not to do it until I'm pretty sure. So I hope it's at least that. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there is some positives there, but yeah, I mean, in terms of twenty twenty-three, it's it's really you know it's going to be one of those where hey, there's some players have already have four games of film, so you know Missouri is going to be going through and seeing who else they can offer and. Hopefully, maybe they'll try to flip somebody, too. You know, you just never know what'll happen. But, you know, they've extended some recent offers. We talked about, you know, there's still a need for offensive line, obviously. They've offered two Juco kids. They offered the Vanderbilt commit recently. Uh, they offered the cornerback commit, uh, Arkansas State cornerback commit. But he's got, like, an Auburn offer as well. Mississippi State's going after him. Uh, they just offered a Juco defensive end. So they're definitely looking for an edge rusher in this class as well. So those are kind of three three uh three particular positions they're still looking for in this class so all right so uh, last thing and uh, you do some of the the transfer portal stuff with rivals and it just kind of occurred to me not like i'm not talking about any particular player or anything like that but we're coming up here on week three four of the the college football season and as far as i know these portal windows are not necessarily in effect yet right <laughs> no. I mean, that doesn't take effect till next year so so my point is do it, i don't know if there's much talk about but could there be kids across the country who like aren't really playing a ton or oh. like they're on special teams but they want to play more and they go you know what i've already played in three or four games and do kind of what kelly bryant did a couple years ago which yep. is Hey, if I transfer now, I can, if I go to the portal now, I can play somewhere next year. Whereas if I stay on this team and Trevor Lawrence gets hurt and coach throws me in for a series, this is it and I'm done and I can't go anywhere. So, so I'm wondering if there might be some kids across the country who kind of see an opportunity to preserve a red shirt year by entering the portal in the next three weeks. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a, that's a new rule. A gr great uh, question, great observation, because there will be. Uh, I assume this new rule, it's kind of confusing. I know they kind of threw it out there, but, I mean, we've been seeing people sparingly go into the portal in this past week. So, so I assume yeah, it's not, not going to go into yet. effect till next year. So, yeah, there's still a lot of confusion on that. But anyway, yeah, I mean, we saw it last year. I mean, there's going to be – and you brought up a great example with Kelly Bryant, but there – there's going to be that kind of period here in the next couple of weeks where, you know, there, there will be kids that be like, hmm, you know, I'm not playing as much as I want to. I'm going to preserve a red shirt. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll hit the portal. So that'll be kind of interesting to kind of check out and see who that is. And once again, you know, um, <laughs> portals, 
portal portal uh, recruiting kind of it helps whenever you have that relationship with the kid coming out of high school so mm-hmm. you kind of kind of connect the dots if you see a kid go in and missouri was kind of recruiting pretty hard out of high school yeah i mean that's probably a good good dot connector right there right. just in terms of relationship building and things like that so that's why you got to keep those relationships going because you never know when a kid's going to hit the portal yeah, and, and we'll finish up with a question on one of those kids. Uh, Michael wants to know about Marcus Clark since he dressed for the trip. That was wild. Like, Marcus Clark was in uniform on the field on Saturday. And a couple of people asked in the press box, and all we could get was, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess if he's here, he's probably eligible. But we haven't gotten a definitive answer. And I'll be honest, just – with other stuff, I, I it kind of slipped my mind asking Drinkwitz today. Maybe we can ask Blake Baker tonight when we talk to him at 5.30. But um, really interesting deal to me that he was on the trip and in uniform, man. That caught me off guard. Makes you think that he probably is. Or, yeah, you know, I don't know what because you're limited. Yeah, you're limited how right. many kids you can travel. I don't know why you'd take a kid that was ineligible. I mean, Vincent right. Polgar wasn't there. <laughs> Right. That wouldn't make a lot of sense. So, you know, unless you're like, hey, man, look at this Miami cornerback commit. We just, right. we just got in the portal, man. Come on. We, yeah. We, we just want him to look good on the sidelines here and intimidate K-State. So That's uh, right. Yeah. Kind of kind of interesting point. But um, appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, everybody that, that joined us live, uh, you know, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to the podcast afterwards, then um, we'd appreciate it if you give the podcast a nice review and do all the things that make us appear in other people's search engines when big brother populates their phone and things like that. So uh, we also would like to encourage you one more time to get in touch with James Carlton state farm in St. Louis. He's got a team of eight. It's a relatively small team, but uh, look, customer service is their thing. You're not going to get an answering machine. You're not going to get a voicemail that makes you press one or two 27 times. You're going to get an actual human being. They just want a chance to talk to you about your insurance needs. See if they can save you a little money. If you call them uh, at 314-961-4800 or hit them up at carltoninsurance.net, tell them you heard about him on Power Mizzou. He's going to donate $20 if he gives you a quote to uh, Missouri's NIL Collective. And then we will be on the show in two weeks talking about the the players that, uh, that James Carlton managed to get to Missouri. Oh, no, wait, we won't. NIL is not a recruiting inducement, so we won't be talking about anything like that. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I don't know. Sean, closing thoughts? Any uh, words of wisdom? <clears throat> no, I just thought uh, James Carlton would start that transfer portal pot. Just get it started yeah. a couple weeks early. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I got no words of wisdom. I've used up all my words of wisdom. So thanks for joining us, guys. And uh, we'll I'll be back here tomorrow at 2.30 with Gerard uh, Hamilton talking Mizzou football. And I know you got questions about that because I've seen them all week. Uh, so one. we'll talk to you then. <laughs> and Sean and I will be back next week.